Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello, Rush Nation, and welcome back to the Five Yard Rush flagship show. Uh, <clears throat> Dan here, Murph here, no guest today. Uh, what we thought we'd do is open the show up a little bit to you guys. So if you're listening, got some questions or some fantasy advice, just want to come on and talk some football with us. Um, drop Murph at Murph underscore NFL ADM uh, and he'll get you the link, get you in here. Uh, we can have a chat. We'll see who's about, see who wants to come on uh, and come and join us on the pod. So in between that, we and Murph are going to go for a bit of sleep at ADP, round by round. We're going to have a look at who we feel is real good steals at, at value round by round and, and who we'll be looking at picking up where we can. Um, but yeah, again, want to join us at Murph underscore NFL. Drop him a DM, come and join us for a conversation. Murph, how are you? So you well? Uh, I'm getting there. I wouldn't say I'm 100. percent I wouldn't <laughs> say I'm anywhere close to 100. percent But I am uh, slowly recovering. I've got a big day at the hospital tomorrow. Um, had some setbacks this week, health wise. So it's been uh, a really frustrating time. But we're still there. We're still grinding. It's fantasy season, so we uh, we play her. You know, I'm doing my best uh, Zeke Elliott impression here, and uh, just trying to uh churn some yards and make some plays and um we'll see what happens um over over the coming days and weeks and hopefully I get some good news tomorrow and 
can go back to recovery as opposed to fighting. But yeah, please join the show. Anyone that just wants to talk, it could be about anything, right? You could be brand new to fantasy football and want to yep. know what's some good strategy. Um, you might want to talk about some a particular player or a particular yeah. player. You might want to get some thoughts on training camp, contract situations. Yeah. Um, you might just want to share some using something that you found out in the last couple of weeks you find interesting. And you might want to want quiz Murph on a certain section in the book that you didn't quite understand. And It could be absolutely anything. Anything fantasy football related. It's open mic for that reason, right? It could be Dynasty, could be Auction, could be whatever you want to do. You know, we might not have the answers. <laughs> we will find them. But we'll just talk it out. We'll talk it out yeah. and we'll we'll come to something. And, you know, the way I always think with these things is if you have a question and you have something, then someone else has that same question. There's someone else somewhere that wants Correct. to know the answer to that. So, you know, we can just try and put the world to rights tonight. But whilst we're waiting for people, and if you do, like I said, just the handles there, at Murph on Scornfell, just... Drop in there. It's much easier than the podcast handle because podcast handle's got loads of stuff. Uh, Jack, good evening. How are you? Evening, uh, I hope you're well. Um, but if you know, uh, and I know people are shy. Don't be shy. We're just you know, we're just two chaps here. Um, just come on and, and just have a giggle. Um, it's all. It's about five minutes, ten minutes, whatever. Two minutes doesn't matter. Just come on, have a laugh. Um, and yeah, in the meantime, yeah, let's just go through some ADP stuff because you know I always think with the ADPs. Um, this is the time before, before we get into ADP, yeah. Murph, football's back. <clears throat> we had a Hall of Fame game. We had a live yeah, game of semi-competitive football. That feels good, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, any time there's football is is good. Um, I'd argue any time the Jags play, it's less good. But <laughs> <laughs> well, my next question was. Having watched it, did we learn anything? And I already know the answer to this question, but I'm the host, you're the expert. Did we learn anything from watching it? It's one thing I'm going to say about this game. And there's only one thing. And and all the fallout of this game was, Josh Jacobs got a lot of work. What's going on? Just don't worry about it. Um, A lot of people are really concerned that Josh Josh Jacobs got work. Oh, starters don't play in first preseason games. Do you know what? Josh McDaniels and anyone to do with the Patriots organization just don't do things like anybody else. So just don't worry about it. Josh McDaniels just just does not do things by the standard of anybody else. So I don't care that Josh Jacobs played. I don't care he got a, a lot of reps. I don't think it's significant. I don't think it's important. Um, we only saw last year Aaron Rodgers didn't play a snap in preseason and really struggled week one out of the game. So exactly, if I mean, it's a, yeah, I think I think um, a lot of people are saying oh he's going to be traded. This is weird. Um, it's why we also don't know he didn't go to him and say I don't feel quite up to speed with stuff. Do you mind if I play a fair bit to to get myself into the run of things? It, it literally there's about five hundred reasons he could have played, yeah. and um, it could be that it could be. I just want to see how I feel. It could yeah. be he could be one of these players that goes, do you know what? I just like playing. I just want to play. Yeah. Some yeah. people do. Some people just like to play. You know, you forget the Premier that, right? League season. <laughs> the Premier League season kicked off this season. <laughs> Good old Jack, Austin Wall's job. Um, you, people got to remember, right? You know, we just kicked off the Premier League season. And the teams that looked really good on opening day of the Premier League season, guess what? Their continuity through preseason, a lot of their starters played a lot of games, um, and you could tell. 
And then you had these teams that were very disrupted in preseason, yeah. who didn't get a lot of time together. And guess what? Didn't play well. It's not, <laughs> you know, it's never a bad thing just because, you know, we, we've got into this culture that, oh my God, if, if starters play in the first two week, in the first two preseason games, they're not starters. You know, the NFL is a constant evolving machine with coaches that are consistently going to do things that are very different from the norm. Yeah. And so I don't read anything into this until there's something to read into it. Now, if we see week one, Josh Jacobs is not listed amongst active participants and he's and he's a healthy scratch, then all of a sudden alarm bells start ringing. Until that yeah. happens, I don't think anyone's got anything to worry about. I think it's just a case of, I think, it, as you say, I think it's never a bad thing for players to get reps and at the running back position. It's just about health. The, the concern is obviously he gets hurt if he plays a lot of reps and maybe they're going to curb him back now. Maybe this was just an opportunity. It's a Hall of Fame game. There's a crowd. It's televised. Maybe they thought we'll put a few players out. Maybe they felt a duty and obligation to put some players out. Maybe, they don't maybe they've done it now. So if he gets a knock on the needle, he's got two weeks to recover from it rather than playing in game three when he goes straight into the season. Yeah, <laughs> and I think, I think that's all you need to glean from the game. I don't think there's anything yeah. else you need to glean um, I, there's nothing else in there that was really ultra significant. This is the point, right? And, and this is a word of warning uh, to anybody playing fantasy football right now. People were are hyper reactive to any piece of news that comes out right now. We're getting um, anxious, <laughs> getting anxious, trying to steal getting an excited. edge. Yep. And there's a lot of false information that is out there right now, and a lot of yep. stuff that people just jump on really concerned uh, about anything. Can uh, I go the other way? It's really positive that keeps coming out. Yeah. How many times have we seen Trey Lance to Brandon Ayuk this offseason in training camp? And how many times has it actually been tweeted directly from the Niners? They haven't sent anything of Lance no. Debo. That's happening. Lance Debo is happening as much, if not more. But they are not putting that information out there because they don't want you to see it and watch it. Partly that, and I think partly it's just, you know, they had the whole thing with the contract, and that's now resolved. Yeah. But I, I think all of these things is, as you say, people just take take all of this information and they go, really, again, they're just looking at certain things um, and thinking about it and thinking, okay, I really want to... I really want to come, you know, to draw a conclusion about something. I really want to do this. I really want to do that. Yeah. Um, I think at the end of the day, he, here's what you've got to remember. Training camping preseason is exactly that. The preseason is relevant for a couple of reasons. More importantly, it's understanding depth charge. That's what we want to know, right? Yep. This whole Pile is struggling. You know, let's look at last season. Jamar Chase couldn't catch a football. His yep. ADPs tanks. Yeah, I don't know, four rounds because yeah. of it. And there's always this nonsense. Every single year, there's nonsense that comes out that, that becomes the hype-driven narrative of, of, of off-season football. You know, preseason games, what's important is understanding the depth chart. This is where you're going to find out about things like, um, you know, this is where you find out about like the James Robinson situation a couple of years ago. Four nets cut. Who's the guy? It's James Robinson. You know, these are the these are the nuggets, and they happen in the games. It's the games you want to watch. The, the The camp news is interesting. You want the only thing that really interests me in camp news right now: health. That's yep. what interests me. I want to know health, and I want to know what rookies look good. 
I'm not bothered about the ones that don't look good because rookies aren't always going to look good. Jamar Chase didn't look good in camp. But I'm interested in guys like Wondell Robinson right now. I think he looks good in camp. He's trending in the right direction to get the job over Sterling Shepard as a starting slot. That's interesting. That's something that really piques my interest and thinks late round dart throw. I might want to look at that because if he's the starting slot receiver on the Giants, if we look at Sterling Shepard, first two games of last season got 19 targets. That's an interesting thing to look at. Um, I want to look at, for example, Rashad Higgins is catching dimes from um, from Baker Mayfield. We know that yeah. connection is really strong. I've talked about it before. Those are the things I want to see. Is those kind of little things on late round dart throws? Thinking, okay, are they cementing what I'm thinking? Is there something I need to know? But an injury news: Chris Godwin's back. He's practicing. Oh, but he's not going to be back. He's not going to be back before October, guys, because he had an ACL, and we haven't involved medical science in nine in twenty years. So if it's nine months, it's nine months. Doesn't matter about individuals, etc. We got a guest coming on. Um, That this is what I mean. Is I said this time and time and time again. I always believed Godwin was going to be back. I didn't necessarily say week one, but I never believed he was going to be out to August. And so just wait, just wait for the news. Wait. Wait till what happens. Um, so aside from that, before we get guests on and go through that, what about depth charts? You're reading into those at this stage or? No. Uh, depth okay. charts are, are lies, right? Depth charts. Yes. They hear Bre- stuff. Bre- yeah. yeah Brees Hall's th- third in the depth chart. Yep. That's where I was going. Never in a million years. Never in a million but, years. Is he third in the depth. I'm not saying he's the designated starter week one. He's not third on the depth chart. The, 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 what you got to remember is teams are putting out misinformation. It's the same way as you just mentioned with Debo, uh, Debo and Lance not getting any coverage. All of this is 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 mind games. Depth charts are mind games. You yeah. know, Kenny Pickett's uh, sorry, Mitch Trubisky's top of the depth chart. He might very well be. No, he's right, not. By the way, well, he, he officially, well, officially charts. that's been changed now. Okay, so, fine. So officially that's been changed. It's all that sort of thing, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think I think we know it from the preseason games. What we want to see, and it's not always true, we want to see who's getting the reps in the first two games because that's going to tell you who's going to be the primary backups more often than not, and then who's starting the third games and who's getting the volume of reps, who's getting more reps than others. When we're looking at um, competition by committee um, and we're looking at committee backs. We want to see who's getting the volume in the games. That's what yeah. we want to see. When players aren't getting, one. yeah, <clears throat> when players aren't getting snaps and aren't getting plays, mm-hmm. um, especially when we're looking at, you know, some of these rookies, for example, and players who are potential cut candidates. That's what we're really interested in seeing. Is, I was going to say, looking at the kick returners as well, because those guys that are on the bubble, there might be a, an RB four that could work into a committee somewhere. They're the guys that are going to keep not. Anyone else? So, look yeah, for the guys that are doing well at them kind of points. So, absolutely. Let's get awesome. our, our first yeah, guest on. So, he, he's actually a, a patron of ours, uh, Wardy. His name's Alex. He's an absolute superb bloke. I'm, I'm really honored he's here. Uh, he's an absolute top, uh, top guy. So, uh, Alex Wardy, welcome, uh, welcome, mate. Hi, Good to have you here. How you doing? Hey, Murph. How are you? I'm, nice to meet you, Dan, as well. Are you, are you in your loft at the minute? 
I'm not. Do you know what? I'm away from the kids. The reason I can dial in is I'm away from the kids for a couple of days. I'm actually uh, not to put a damper on him. My mum's not too well, so I'm looking after her at the moment. But I thought, you know what? I saw Murph put it out there, and I thought, and I listened to it every week, and I thought, well, why not? I've actually, for once, I'm not doing bath time, so I thought I'd jump on. (laughs) Great, great reason to have it. So it's open, Mike. Um, You're a 49ers fan. Um, so I've, before I'm going to let you sort of open up and talk about what you want to talk about, Dan mentioned this with, with Debo, uh, and Lance and obviously Ayuk and Lance, that's getting all the press, but Debo and Lance behind the scenes, what's your sort of take as a, as a 49ers fan with that dynamic? And do you think, um, should we be worried about Debo? We're not worried about Debo. Like, um, yeah, I mean, well, like now he's been paid is, is, is there harmony in the camp now? Yeah, well, I presume we're talking from a fantasy perspective, obviously. Yeah. Um, from, from a fantasy perspective, um, apart from FFCC, I've, I haven't drafted Debo at all this summer. Um, I, I had him in a team last year that, that, that won a league, and he was just, uh, yeah, he feels he feels like it's so it's so based on the run with him and and those and those and, and the plays that Shanahan scheme for him, which I know that they've been tied into his contract now. You know, he said he's got some money that's that's tied up to how many rush yards he gets, but it just feels a bit flimsy. And when I look at that, like, you know, that 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 sort of around that mark of running um wide receiver six or seven, it feels way too rich for me. Um whereas with Ayuk, and I know there's a lot of there's a lot of hype coming out of camp about him, but he did hit his straps towards the end of the last season, and um, and he's he came out today saying that he's quite happy that he's not in the doghouse now. And um, what's his name? Gray's in the doghouse. Um, so I think Shanahan trusts him now, um, and I would be, I prefer to I prefer to pull the trigger on him later on in the draft than than Debo. Um, could have egg on my face, but um, he's too rich for me this this year. I mean, last year obviously. Unknown situation. situation. Take the second guy. Is that not what we stand by? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think so. I, I just don't think I, I don't see how you can get payback. And we'll come on to one of my questions in a minute. But I, yeah, he just he feels too rich for me when you could be loading up on running back yeah. um, and then focusing on hammering those, you know, the, the cliche, you yeah. know, uh, mid mid round wide receivers. Yeah, awesome. I, I I'm completely with you on that. I think um, I, I look at I look at Samuel's price and I think. Do I want Samuel or two rounds later I can get Deontay Johnson, Michael Pittman and that sort of Elka yeah. player? Do I think there's that yeah. much of a drop off? No. I, I don't. I don't think there is. No. Um, no. No, definitely not. And I'm, I, have to, I have to say, like, there's the other the other player in that sort of range. And I think, Murph, you're off on him as well. I just can't stack in my head the, the, how expensive T. Higgins is. No, no, no. Um, no. No. <laughs> and, and he's in that same sort of, you know, and I'm doing my rankings and I'm looking at it and I'm like, he's around, I've got around 14 and, and I, and I have you Murph and, and, and a load of the other guys all lined up in my rankings. And I look at them and everyone, I'm, I'm much lower apart from with you. I'm much lower on everyone else. And I'm like, am I getting something wrong here? But again, I don't see how he stacks up to that again, when you could get a decent, so, you know, RB2 or RB1 in that. In we've that draft, area. I know Jack's listening, Steve Rains while going on. Someone took T Higgins. The pick before me, and I've took Mike Evans, and we've still got Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Michael Pittman. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. 
It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. DJ Moore, yeah. all wide receiver ones on their rosters, uh, and Higgins is gone. Right. So Seems bizarre. In the Steve Ray spot, I took my first share of T Higgins in the draft <laughs> this summer. Guess I where bet I took it wasn't him. at five three. No, guess where I got him? Seven something. Seven ten. I got him yeah. the last pick in the seventh round. Could have taken Which him at eight okay. one. Which is okay. Yeah, I, yeah, no, definitely. I'll swallow definitely. him there. Yeah, I, I. Yeah. I, I for we were saying about the I, value of where these players. These players are all worth something at the right spot. I mean, I got yeah, him yeah, yeah, at yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. I got him a wide receiver seventeen. I'm punching there. Yeah. I'll, I'll punch the ticket there because yeah, I, would, I think yeah, no, wide wide receiver seventeen, back end of the seventh, beginning of the eighth round. I'm happy to take. I mean, it's a super flex and and tight end scoring's premium, so it's a it's a weirdo it's draft a anyway. Thanks, Jack. But yeah. I'm quite happy to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm quite happy to take him there because I think I think he's a very solid, safe wide receiver too. So yeah. I I, I yeah. look at that and think anywhere between 14 and 18 is 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 where I see his window. I think that's where okay, he's going to yeah. be. So I think if it, if someone punches him at 14. I, I think it's okay. I don't mind t- people reaching ever so slightly on Higgins if he falls below price and, and goes at that 14 range because I think he is so safe at that sort of yeah. wide receiver two range. If you're reaching in that sort of late fourth, beginning of the fifth to get your wide receiver two there, I don't have a pro- I'd rather him over someone like uh, DJ Moore, even though his, for me, his ceiling is completely capped. I think because yeah. the floor is so great that yeah. you can lock in a high-end wide receiver two finish that's just going to be really consistent. Really, cons- He's going to be a really consistent player on your roster. He's not going to have a load of those league-winning weeks, but he's going to have a load of those 12, 13-point weeks that you just need just for that consistency to get you near a, uh, near a win every week. Hasn't finished above wide receiver 24 yet, though. No, he hasn't. Um, but you know, he had injuries one season. And he then, did last year. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I, th- I think at the end of the day, um, and then the other season, Burrow didn't finish the season, and and he, yeah. you know, he had. Um, oh, I can't even remember who the quarterback was. He was throwing him the ball, but it, it wasn't worth. He wasn't a quarterback that was worthy. Alan, yeah, Brandon that's Allen, it. Yeah. Brandon Allen throwing him the ball, who, who isn't an NFL caliber quarterback. So, you know, you're, you're talking about those situations affect him. And I agree with you. He's not finished, but. He's got the talent to finish in yeah. that sort of mid range. But anyway, Wardy, you're on to ask questions. It's open, Mike, and we threw questions at you. So, um, what uh, what are your sort of questions? What are you, some of the things that you want to know from either from us or just in general? And we can uh, we can put the world to rights here. No, I mean, um, 
I just, uh, I think for, for me, um, I, I don't play in too many PPR leagues, um, which I know is a bit different to, to the general consensus is there. Um, and so when I, when it comes to sort of half, uh, half PPR leagues, do you still, do you still, um, do you still take, do you think the likes of Naeem Hines and Kenneth Gainwell and James Cook and those guys are, are as, as important as, as, um, as they are in, you know, I, I just, I struggle at the end of the drafts. I'm filling my roster and I'm like, do I want them or do I want a Damien Pierce or a Tyler Algier who might start, you know, who might be the, the number one running back. Um, and I don't know whether I'm sort of in a halfway house as to whether I should be drafting the likes of Naeem Hines in a half PPR league versus I know you definitely wouldn't a PPR league. That's a question. For me, I love Naheem Hines this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, absolutely, I absolutely love Naheem Hines this year. I think Naheem, Naheem Hines, I don't know what happened last year. I think there were some injuries. Um, we had some interesting situations going on in, in Indianapolis last year. But I think just it stunted the growth. But if we looked at the year before, now I famously was quite low on Jonathan Taylor last year because of Naheem Hines. I think Naheem Hines is a player who is going to command a certain amount of work, uh, especially in the receiving game. I think he's going and to... And the going to help Naheem Hines as well. Yeah, exactly that. And I think at the end of the day, you're looking at the situation of that team. You've got Matt Ryan, who, let's be honest, that shoulder and that arm is not what it was. He's not capable of throwing those deep balls um, that often anymore we've seen his mm. target uh yardage we've seen his a dot fall right right down he had a lot of games i think it took him six seven games before he threw a successful pass over 20 yards last season i don't quote me as a as an actual fact but i remember talking about it about uh the amount of incompletions um there weren't many attempts but there were even fewer completions in that range so we're looking at uh, scheming Matt Ryan to his strengths, which is that short to intermediate passing. We look at what Naheem Hines can do. And we look at how the coaches are approaching. And again, he's someone in preseason I think is going to be very interesting to watch. But I do think he's coming off healthy. He looks good. Um, we want to see this in preseason correlate. But I think he's someone for me who holds a lot of interest. Now, we have to be realistic with the expectation here that he's not someone who's going to win you a lot of weeks. He's not going to put up stupidly high fantasy numbers, but he's someone who two seasons ago finished as the running back 23-24. And that's sort of, you're, you're basically getting him, not free, but you're getting him very late in drafts of someone who is going to be fantasy relevant, flex relevant, but holds mm. handcuff options. So, and, and he, he goes into that category with a Pollard, uh, and Alexander, well, Pollard really is, is kind of the guy I'd compare him to, where he's usable week to week. But as soon as something happens to Jonathan Taylor, he becomes instantly mm. a lot more relevant and a lot more prominent. I'm not saying he gets all of Jonathan Taylor's workload, but he goes from being a flex guy to a, to an RB2. And I think that's mm. what's appealing to someone like Naheem Hines, is you want to have these guys who can get you solid 10 to 12 point weeks um, through bi-week cover. And that's what Naheem Hines will do. Going back to sure. players you're sort of comparing, James Cook, mm. I'm not in on. Um, yeah, I'm always a yeah. believer of you've got to, for me, I just think rookie running backs in strange situations where you've got a dominant player on the roster who has done the job and is doing the job well. I always am a little cautious now that it's just, it becomes a sticky situation 
few reports of James Cook struggling with his pass blocking as well through camp. So I, I, yeah. I don't I mean, care about pass yeah. pass blocking. Is the in, in, <laughs> pass blocking is the for running backs is the single most talked about aspect that is it's killed Ronald Jones's career. Right. No, so if you're bad at right, if you're bad at pass blocking, yes, it will do something like kill Ronald Jones' career when you've got a coach who just doesn't like it. Um, yep. At the same point, Keyshawn Vaughan was one of the best pass blocking uh, <laughs> uh, running backs in 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 college football and couldn't get on the field. Like yeah. it, it, at the end of the day, people saying, "Oh, well, he pass blocks, therefore he's going to get on the field." It's nonsense. It you also don't score fantasy points for pass blocking. Of course you don't. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's just it's one of these things that we are taught that teaches we say these things to justify our selections and we try and pick up on these. Oh well, we want to pick him, so we're thinking of reasons why he's going to be on the field. Ultimately, mm. it's down to production. When you get the ball, what do you do with the ball? That determines how well you do. And Naheem Hines has done this. He's done it for his coach already in that offense. James Cook, we don't know. Ty Algier, I really like. I liked him as a prospect. I liked him mm. as a player coming out. I was very high on him. I think the landing spot is good. I think you look at the fact that they don't have a lot of receiving talent. They've got Auden Tate. Could be good. Omelade Zacchaeus, he's flashed at times. But really, you're mm. looking at Drake London, Kyle Pitts. You could see situations where Tyler Algier lines up as the running back. And he's still got to beat out Damian Williams. Damian Williams is there. You know, we we can't forget yeah, about yeah. him. But you could see situations where Cordell Patson lines up as a wide receiver and mm-hmm. Algier is the guy who's the back. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. Algier holds some interest to me because, to be honest, it's such a talent-poor roster. It's not going to take a lot for Algier to get work. It will take an injury or just the fact that they might just line Patson in different areas and and use Algier. Like at the end of the day, there's, I look at where there's opportunity. James Cook, I don't see a lot of opportunity right now because you've still got Zach Moss on the roster and Zach Moss isn't liked. He's not well used, but the, ultimately the bills are not interested in using committee backs and they're not interested in using um, multiple backs to get work. Ultimately, they also use Josh Allen as their goal line guy. They don't use a running back that yeah. often. So yeah. you're looking at James Cook thinking he might be a guy between the 20s if he gets work, which scores you some points, but not really a lot to get you anything going. He might get some mm-hmm. receiving work. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Um, Algier is interesting. You mentioned, um, you know, like Damian Marlon Pierce. Oh, Damien Pierce. Damien Pierce. Damien yeah. Pierce. Okay, so he's got, he, the problem, yeah, and the problem is, is that the Texans haven't shown me that they can they can run the ball. They haven't run the ball well the last couple of years. They have yeah. so many guys. The problem, and I would take Mac because Mac is the experienced yeah. guy. But they have so many, like that running back position. They have Mac. They have Dario Gumbawale, who is a quite an experienced player. And, you know, he ran it up in championship week last week, last year. You've got Rex Burkhead, who had a couple of really good games last year for the Texans. Mm. Then you've got Damian Pierce. You've got all these guys. And people love the new shiny toy. People and, love the... And the game script's going to be against the Texans a lot of the time, I'm afraid, this year. So that's not going to help all four of them get work. They're not going to win a lot of games. <laughs> and, also, and they're invested yeah. in Davis Mills. And they want Davis Mills to throw the ball. Yeah, exactly. He can ball. They want Davis Mills to throw the ball. Davis Mills put an experience back in there. Someone that knows their assignments, knows an offense, and can help him. 
Marlon Mack. And they've got they've got so many experienced guys. It's not even the fact it's one. You know, fair, yeah, Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead's a great guy. I mean, he'll go down injured at some point, but until he's injured, he's a good option. Darren Gubawale, similar. You know, he's a very successful. You got to remember, he was a captain on one of the Buccaneers teams, special teams, yeah. because he's such a great locker room guy. You know, they've got these guys who are good, not just good professionals, but they're good people. And and Pierce has got to come in and has got to earn a role. And he might do. And I think people are excited that he could. But I think Pierce is probably at least half a season, if not a season away from from any form of relevance. Now, that could all change. Mm. He could have a blistering preseason, blow everyone away, win the job. And that that is in his range of outcomes. But it, the fact that the Texans just, they're, they're not going to have a good offensive line. That's the other thing. Their offensive line's poor. It's very poor. It's probably bottom five, bottom, bottom three in the NFL. Like they don't create many holes. That's why that's why no one's put up fantasy numbers there. David Johnson was there last year, couldn't do a thing. Um, you know, they're not very good at running the football. Um, you know, and they've had some really good backs. Philip Lindsay was there last year, couldn't do anything. You know, Marlon Mack could do nothing. He could literally be running in treacle because the offensive line doesn't create holes. That's in the range of outcomes. I just don't want to touch Damian Pierce in in a redraft league because I don't I don't really want part of that Texans offense yeah, sure. because there's just isn't, I'm not convinced they run the ball. Well, I think it's more, I want to look at situations where teams can run the ball well and teams can create opportunities. So I look at, yeah, Naheem Hines to me is a great option. Um, I think there's a few teams out here. I think just on opportunity, I think of opportunity, then they might, they might not be the best team in the world, but they're so talent poor that there's an opportunity for guys to get up there and actually do a job. Um, I look at other leagues. I think of other players in that sort of range. Trey Sermon. If Trey yep. Sermon was a guy who was drafted really, you know, drafted higher than Eliza Mitchell. He had the yeah. trust of the organ. They traded up to get him. You know, this is what people forget. They traded up to get him. They saw something in Sermon they liked. Shanahan's not the sort of player. You've just said it, you know. Um, Ayuk was in the doghouse last year. He's not in the doghouse anymore. Players right. get second chances. It wouldn't shock me that Sermon elevated himself to the top of a depth chart at some point this season. Might not be week one, might not be week two. But Sermon yeah. can end up de- top of the depth chart by week five if something happens to Mitchell if he doesn't stay healthy, which he struggled with last season. Sermon could be the guy. Those are the guys no, I want to take chances on. I don't want to take chances on 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 Cook and uh and, and you know players who I just don't think are going to they're not going to do much and so <clears throat> a little closer to home Murph yeah um you, we're we're both huge Brady fans from last season especially yeah. he, was, he was magic for us um are you a little bit worried about this season with the O-line and the Jensen injury and um who left Marfette left are you, are you worried they're a bit light there Dan um I have concerns. I don't think about talent. Uh, no. I think what Jensen offered in terms of character and the way he set the tone for that O-line um, is huge. And I think we will miss that, how can I put it, naughty aggressiveness, I guess, that he kind of had even between the plays, mm. let alone within the play. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for someone like Tristan Wirfs to try and step in and fill that void as the leader of that line. My concern technically with... Hainsy maybe at centre is, I think what Jensen did really well off a of, off of snap was push the tackle backwards. Brady likes to step back and then step into a pocket. Um, yeah. And he will push a he will push a tackle backwards. 
if you've got a centre that's being pushed back into Brady, we saw at the end of New England, Brady can't step into a pocket and he can't roll out of a pocket. That does worry me slightly, having your centre pushed back into him. But if, if they can get Hainsey pushing forward off a snap and he can be good enough to do it, I think the talent's there. I don't, it doesn't worry me too much. Uh, yeah. I hold less concerns. I think... Um, yeah. I th- here's why I hold less concerns. I don't think I have a lot of concerns. So. <laughs> Pardon? Well, the re- I, think, I think you're right in the sense of Hainsey's got to hold his own. Yeah. I think if there was any concern Hainsey wasn't going to ho- hold his own, the Buccaneers would have brought someone in. We've seen this. They're mm. very aggressive in free agency. They're very aggressive yeah. in signing players. <laughs> and they're in a very attractive team to anybody who doesn't have a job right now. If, if, if the Buccaneers come calling right now, you're playing. Like, you, yeah. you, you are going to choose the Buccaneers over probably 29, 30, maybe even 31 teams because of the fact they're in a poor division. You've got Tom Brady. That roster is loaded. Like, you're going to you're going to probably play for it. You're going to probably play for less money because mm. you see an opportunity to win, to win a ring. Yeah. Um, if, if the Buccaneers are calling your, your agent right now, you're, you're pretty much going to take their offer. So the fact that they haven't bought anybody in, and that's not to say they won't. I think the next few weeks are interesting. I wouldn't rule out them bringing someone in, but the fact that they haven't done it yet, so they, they do have some real trust in, in Hainsey. And Hainsey was really good in the senior bowl. He was really good in college. Like He's a, a really, really good player. They, they, they used a, a reasonable draft pick on him. And I think he, he will do a really good job. And he's very versatile. He can play across the line. That's what I like about Hainsey is he can play in a few different positions. Marpet is a big loss. Yes, there's you can talk about some leadership. I think you know you mentioned Worfs. Worfs for me is a is an all pro. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and prep and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Uh, an all-pro tackle. Donovan Smith gets a lot of hate, but ultimately he's he's an above-average tackle. Um, I'm not worried about... I'm more worried about the depth than I am about the starting mm-hmm. caliber. But the other thing you've got to remember is Brady is Brady. Um, you, you know, he's playing... This is his 22nd season in the league. You know, that experience of knowing the coverages, knowing what's coming, knowing how to take a sack... Sacks are sacks. They're going to happen. He's going to get sacked. He's going to he's going to get hit. Mm. Um, he knows. You know the one thing about Tom Brady is he he also knows how to go down. Tom Brady has only ever suffered one significant injury his entire career, which is when he tore his ACL. That's the only yeah. thing you got to worry about with Tom Brady is if someone gets that ACL and and snaps it, because when he gets hit, he goes down, he goes back up. He doesn't leave games. He doesn't miss games. So I'm not worried about the O line. I'm not worried about. Um, him and his inability or his ability to avoid sacks and uh, and take sacks and 
and get rid of the ball. I think um, I, th- I think the Buccaneers will be fine. I think um, because I think the quarterback will set the tone. I think he'll release yeah. the ball early. I think they'll they'll find yeah. ways around it. So I, I'm not really worried about it to be honest. I'm more worried okay. about the things that worry me about the Buccaneers is more the defensive unit, um, the defensive line, and actually can the Buccaneers force enough stops. Um, get enough sacks, force enough pressure on the QB because you've got, you know, um, no sir and no JVP. Well, that's what it means. So you're losing a bit of experience there. You got Joe Tryon, who was a first round pick last year. Yeah. He's coming into that role. How ready is he? We th- we've seen flashes, but we haven't seen it consistently. So you can double team Barrett. You've lost Sue. So you, you again, you've lost some leadership there. Um, you still got Vita Vea, of course, but you know, you you have lost some experience in in places there. Have you got enough to force the pressure on the quarterback to dial up those pressures to get yourself to get the to get to get the offense on the ball? That's mm-hmm. that's my biggest concern. And the offense isn't the offense; it's the offense getting the ball. Is the defensive line good enough in big situations to get the to get off the field and get the offense the ball? That's the only concern I have with this roster right now. And I think sure, if they sure. do that. They'll be fine, but I'm not worried about the offensive line um, at all. I'm more worried about the defensive line. But yeah, I think. And what, whilst we're on them, Murph, because you're obviously support them, but um, uh, do you think Lenny will still get the same role as last season, or do you, are you are you a believer in in White and and and, and his skill set? I mean, the more you sort of hear about it, I know we had the way you know the fat shaming and all that sort of stuff, um, which we get every season, but it just feels like a little bit like. Uh, you know, from a pass from a pass catching perspective, White is 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 going to be a bit more of a flavour than uh, than Ronald was, etc. I'd say the pass catching. There's somebody else still ahead of White personally. We've no, got a fit and healthy Giovanni Bernard back. Yeah, uh, really, who's yeah, brought yeah, in yeah, for yeah, that sure. role? And yeah. Jones and all that had trouble. And I think yeah. Fournette found himself in that role of being a free down back. Um, he performed admirably with it, and I think he'll retain it to some extent. But I wouldn't discount Giovanni Bernard from having some usage that he didn't get last year because of injury. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I'll be honest with you. I think Fournette's a top five back in fantasy football this year. I'm all in. I'm all in on him. Um, I, I just don't see. We saw it down the stretch. Ronald Jones isn't on the roster. Buccaneers just tend to not really favour. They don't tend to trust rookie running backs. Even Ronald Jones in his rookie year wasn't significantly trusted. You know they what they but I can't remember probably Doug Martin. Doug Martin maybe yeah 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 Doug Martin would have been the last. I think Doug Martin was the last, and we're talking about the the entirely different regimes um, here. This coaching staff in a Super Bowl window are going to give their players the players with the talent, the players with the experience. They're the ones that are going to get the ball. I mean, they just signed Julio Jones off the street for no other reason than they could. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just because they could. Just they, look, did they need Julio Jones? Is Julio Jones a huge upgrade on what they've got on the roster? No, he's a wide receiver four on that roster. But they signed him because they thought at some point he could probably do something for this team. And they want trusted veterans. They want people who have been in those situations, who can handle the pressure, who can handle those plays. 
don't get me wrong, rookies have made significant impacts on this roster. Devin White, significant rookie, second-year player when you think yeah. about that Super Bowl run. Uh, Anton Winfield Jr. in his rookie year. Tristan Worst in his rookie year obviously won Super Bowl rings. But they are very few and far between. You know, you look at Joe Tryon, I mentioned him, didn't get a lot of usage last year. Um, mm. They don't want to use rookies. They want to develop them. This roster is going to be very different in 12 months' time. It's not going to be... There's not going to be um, Brady. This team is not going to be a Super Bowl contender in 12 months' time unless they trade for quarterbacks and they get, they get loads of pieces in. They're, you know, Rashad White, for me, is a future player. He's someone from next season but could be quite tidy. They might move on Leonard Fournette. They might try and cut some cap, get rid of some veterans and think, well, we'll go into a rebuild and we'll use players like Rashad White. I think Rashad White this year is I think it's a dead year for him. I think you'll see him but I don't think he's getting any real role. I mean, people yeah. still aren't talking about Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn's going to have some small role in this offense. I don't think it's going to be huge, but I think he keeps Rashad White off the field. Um, yeah. Giovanni Bernard is going to keep Rashad White off the field. If, if Rashad White ha- ends up with 500 yards, I'll be shocked. I'll be absolutely shocked. I, I yeah. just don't see it. I don't see a path because the Buccaneers just don't, Again, they, they sign veterans. They don't sign rookies. They sign mm. the signing veteran players who have been there, you know. And we've seen it. Just you know, oh, well, let's go get Logan Ryan, who's been there and done it. Let's go and get, you know, that's what Charlie they're doing. They're, yeah, let's just go and get guys who we know are winners, who are guys yeah. who have been there and done it, who are at one point or another were one of the best in the league. You know, that's what they're doing. They're not getting these young guys. They don't care about age profile and youth. They care about winning now. And so I just, and they don't trust rookie running backs. They haven't for six, seven years. And yeah, Rashad White sure. for me is just not a guy. He's just not a guy this year. Yeah. He, I, I, I didn't take him in any dynasty leagues. Um, And I didn't take him. And that's not, by the way, next year, I think he could be a real thing. Like I really do, but for this year, I think he's a write-off. And I, the reason I didn't take him is because I think I can scoop Rashad White in a lot of dynasty leagues for third, fourth round picks next year because people will see the fact he's probably not going to get more than 250, 300 yards. And I think people will panic. And I think they'll go, oh, so he's no good. And he'll follow. The, and then yeah. the case you'll make is um, Keyshawn Vaughn. He did nothing in his first two years. Um, you know, and there's a whole sleuth of running backs. You can use Ronald Jones was almost the exception. He was almost half decent at times. Yeah, yeah um, sure, sure. So yeah, I just think uh, Rashad White for me is just. I'd be I'm, okay. I'm so far out on Rashad White. I... No, I've got an unhealthy amount of Lenny shares, so it's good news. But <laughs> <laughs> I keep looking at. I've got him in Steve. I've got him in Steve Rains. I've got him in FFCC. Yeah, I'm perfect. like, oh my god. Nice. So um, yeah, that's. Um, I am hoping it continues that way. I mean, that awesome. for me is my most owned stack in best ball is the Brady Fournette Godwin stack because I think Fournette yeah, and Godwin got fishbowl with it. Yeah, they're so cheap. Fournette and Godwin are so cheap at yeah. ADP for where I think they're going to finish. Um, uh, and, and Godwin's ADP is going to catch up now. If you've been listening to this show for the last three months, you've been buying Godwin because well, I haven't. Well, I've been stubborn. Yeah, you were just <laughs> focusing on Mike Evans, and then I had to WhatsApp you the other day, being like, "Yeah, yeah, all right." Doffing my hat to you. It's it, yeah. it's because you know everyone just assumes ACL nine months. Not all I humans know, are I the know. same. They're not the same. Every bit, you know, I can't take credit on it. I just, I'm lucky enough that and I've, I, there's beat writers I trust. There's beat writers I know. There's beat writers I, who are lucky enough to, I'm lucky enough that will take an email or a, a message from me. And I'm lucky enough mm. to ask, hey, what's the situation? 
well, the news we hear is he's trending ahead of where he should be. I know you're wrong. That's he's running and doing drills. There's a long way to be playing football. Yeah, of course it is. But if he was going to be an October comeback, he wouldn't be doing drills now. No, he wouldn't be. So you know, and I, I there is still a chance he misses week one, by the way, and that yeah. and that is in his range, and that was always That's factored fine. into his price for me. But yeah. I always felt he would come back in week two at minimum, and I always felt that this October nonsense was exactly that. It was nonsense. I never believed it. I never felt that that was real. Um, and I'm not trying to do a victory lap here. This isn't it. I'm just saying that the, the, people get in their minds. A, th- a thing and th- we talked about this again this is about information disinformation acl nine mm. months people are human achilles gone achilles gone yeah exactly yeah humans are humans they 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 return at different rates some humans will return back at other rates than than other humans and at the end of the day you have to follow the the, the news that comes out and if you follow the beat writers at tampa and if you follow greg orman and if you follow rick stroud They've always been very adamant that he was ahead of schedule, that he was always ahead of schedule, that he was always likely to appear at some point in training camp. They were very, very clear. This was this isn't information that I procured over anybody else. It was out there in the public domain, but people ignored it because it was like, well, he's got an ACL. He injured it in January. He's back in October. That's just what happens. That's an ACL. And it's just that that's a logic that is just foolhardy because what you've done is you've given players like me and players who have seen that news you've given them an edge because you've faded a player by two two rounds of ADP he's been faded for no good reason um so you you can scoop you know if you've been playing all see all off season you've scooped amazing value on him um and that value will start to shrink um but that's fine and you know, I still think the whole Buccaneers offense is value. I think every, I, I, everybody in the Buccaneers offense, people just, for some reason, people are tipping Buccaneers to win 13, 14 games, but have faded the entire offense. Brady's an eighth yeah. round. I think that's back, though, makes no sense. because of how many there are and the share. And I don't think they quite understand the share split. But I maybe they don't. But, keep them more but, relevant. but it, which makes sense. And I understand that. But not one player is, is accurately where no. they should be. Because Chris Golden Gallon boards at wide receiver twenty one currently fifty seven, right? Yeah, yeah, and Evans is Evans is Hammy's playing up again, so he'll start to drop down a bit, you know, down to eight, yeah. ninth. Gage shot mean, up and then disappeared when we signed Julio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Leonard great. Fournette's going off the board at RB thirteen. That's too low. Uh, Mike Evans, Mike Evans is going off the board. Chris Goblin's going off at wide receiver twenty one. That's stupid. Yeah. That's just you might that's yeah. just thiefdom at that range. Uh, Mike yeah, Evans is, is go, Mike Evans is going off a wide receiver. Okay, so Mike Evans is the only one for me who's going off at price, which yeah. is wide receiver yeah. nine. That's strong. Yeah, but I okay. bet he drops over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, he probably will. He'll probably drop to that twelve range. But fine, Brady's going off at QB nine. That's thiefdom for me. Um, Gage you know, is all at those wide receiver forty-seven. Stupid. I mean, like we'll probably see Julio catching him soon. Yeah, if he hasn't already, what is Julio? Yeah, why was he 47? What's Julio Jones at? I don't know. I'm scrolling down. Julio is currently wide receiver 61. Yeah. And even if that's wide... a red zone target alone, he will outscore wide receiver 61. Of course he will. Yeah, and then Rashad yeah, yeah. White is, is running back 54, which which I think is crazy. Because uh, no. I look because no, he's right. Because he's right. 
You get Algier at 52. You got Darrell Henderson on sleeper. Rashad White's ADP is above Algiers, Henderson's, Mac. I'm having all these players, by the way, uh, <laughs> over him. Uh, this is this is crazy. Uh, JD McKissick, I'm having Mark Ingram. I'll have over him. Uh, game well push. Um, Khalil Herbert, I'd have over him. Another situation we haven't mentioned is Dernis Johnson. Another one that could fall into something. Yeah, that's an interesting one. That ties in. So let's ask. Let's talk this question. I know. Do you like how a host does that? Segways. Did you? I know. Very (laughs) clever. Yeah, yeah. No news. Obviously, came out. Is Kareem Hunt? Do we see him get traded, or is the news around him um, sitting in? Just smoke. It's it's a really good question. Um, We've both spoke for a couple of weeks about him being a huge cut risk, haven't we? Yeah, I think he was. I think he was oh. a, a significant, huge cut risk, and I think the fact that he he is now re- requesting a trade. I think if he holds in, he will play himself out and get cut. Ultimately, I don't think yeah. there's a big difference between him and Jonas Johnson from the franchise perspective, other than the cash. Um, and I think the Browns are. I think the Browns could be swayed either way. I don't think the Browns will make a compelling case to try and keep Kareem Hunt if he's going to kick up a fuss. Especially so I if think... the NFL come back with a longer ban than six games. And and the thing is, I don't His think I goes. don't think Kareem Hunt's going to get traded because I think they know that they'll cut him. Yeah, I think people will. Well, know... and he, and he went he went to training yesterday as well. So, yeah, <laughs> so this all came out when they went training. It's like uh, he's yeah, holding I mean, in though, isn't he? They've also got tra- they've got they've got Ford as well. He's taking yeah, part so, in meetings. He's taking part in. Weight sessions. He's not taking part in any team drills. It's the new holding he's, in rather than he's holding, holding out. in as opposed to oh, holding in. Right, so, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. The thing he's is, there. They can't find him. They can't penalise him. He's there. He just isn't partaking in full practice. Is a question to you two. They, they both become quite big draft targets for me because if he moves on, he's going to move somewhere, probably where he's going to be. Hunt will have a run for them. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, he's going to go somewhere where he's going to be. The, the main man and then Dernis Johnson becomes you know proxy Kareem Hunt who we who we all yeah. like you know he's a he's a nice draft option as your sort of RB yeah. three or four isn't he so they're both they're both key targets now in my Later eyes than that, I think Dernis Johnson's going off boards at the minute yeah so, I mean Dernis Johnson oh he's he's on uh, I got him last round in uh, yeah that's what I'm saying. Uh, FFCC yeah so I think it's interesting because yeah. I think if if I'm so I'm going to put a GM hat on here so if I'm a GM, of, if I'm a GM of an NFL team right now, why would I give the Browns anything for Kareem Hunt? You're not. He's got, six, got, he's, got six, he's got nearly six million on his contract. Yeah. So that's a lot for a running back. If you think about most teams have paid a running back of some form and degree, six million in your running back room is is a is a lot. It's a heck of a lot. Um if I'm if I'm a, a GM of a team, I'm thinking why would I trade for, for 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 Kareem Hunt? Because because he's a veteran, he'll go straight to free agency. He doesn't go on to waivers, mm-hmm. so he, he he clears waivers automatically. So he becomes a free agent if he gets cut. So what is so you're going to play on the open market for him? He's not going to cost as much. He's not going to get that six million because. He's not going to get it. It's not. It's not. It's a fake deal almost. So you're let's give him vet minimum. Bring him to Tampa. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to play for vet min, but I think you can get him for three, four million because I think that's going to be the best he's going to get on the market. 
I think yeah. the bottom line is the only reason you trade for him is because you're not going to get him in free agency. So if you're not going to get him in free agency, you have to be a cash-rich <clears throat> team. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And you have to be a pretty yeah. poor option to where you're not going to get considered in free agency. Yeah. The only team I think that fits the bill of that I think is a realistic option is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think they're the only team realistically. But if and that's if mm. because it's the sort of thing that Doug Pedersen would do because he loves having a, a million running backs on his roster. I was going if New York he, Giants. And that could be another one because they're the sort of organization that would do something like that. But considering how much they, they pay, pay him, he's only on six. Let's pay him twelve. But but the fact that yeah. he's already the fact that he's all they already pay Saquon the amount of money they have. If they tie up more money in that running room, that's that's lunacy. Um, yeah. But all right, let's say that they're the options. They're realistically that would be trade options. If he goes to the if he goes to the Jags, there's no interest for me. None. Like mm. literally with with everything that's there, first of all, I'm not in on any Jags running back because I don't like the way that Doug Pedersen uses uh, running backs anyway. Um, but secondly, um, if he does go to the Giants, you're waiting on Saquon to go down. Yeah. Uh, and that could happen and then all of a sudden he becomes really interesting. So then he does become a buy candidate because he's a premium handcuff. But assume that doesn't happen, then we're waiting to see where he goes. And that could be one of these mysteries that will happen probably a week or two before the season where they cut him and then they see where he goes. Then it is just a case of it is a lottery because most of your drafts will be done by then and you're seeing where he lands. And he could land somewhere really good. He could land somewhere really poor. Uh, we can see. Whereas Dionis Johnson for me is a massive buy now because I do see a path mm. to him being the next. I, I, it appears as every day goes on that Kareem Hunt will not be a Cleveland Brown, but I don't think he's going to get traded. I think he will just get cut um, because the only teams that will trade for him are the ones who aren't going to get him in a free agency. And if they do, I don't think they're situations that I would really want to invest in anyway for him. So I, it could happen, but I think it would be someone like the Jags. I think they're there the sort of, because they've got so much cash, the Jags on the, they, they've got so much cap. That they could swallow that six million, like no problem. Mm. They could probably pay him. It'd be the sort of thing that they would do that they'd give him like a two because that's what Hunt wants. He wants a two, three year deal, and I think Hunt would probably be rather be cut. To be honest, he probably won't earn his contract this year, but I think at least that way he can go and get a a three year ten million dollar deal or something like that and get himself some some cash um, and some guarantees over the next few years, which is what he wants. Um, See, I think it's cut. I don't think it's traded. I think it gets cut. And I think Dionis Johnson's the guy I want to own now. I think he's the guy I'd start to aggressively target in the last four rounds of drafts. So, again, we, we talked about guys in that range, Tyler Algier, Naheem Hines, now Dionis Johnson. And we've in that range. It right back to the start. Look at that for a yeah, okay. <laughs> Seamlessly. Um, I think, yeah, I think, I think we've, with this question and this thought process, 
Dearness Johnson becomes someone who becomes highly interesting is probably worth reaching two rounds on to go, to go and grab because if the, the the day that Kareem Hunt goes and is off the roster, Dearness Johnson's price skyrockets. Wide receiver, uh, running back sixty eight. He's coming off the board at the yeah. minute. Dearness Johnson. <clears throat> I could, yeah, he was. I was three picks away when news came out yesterday and I was like, someone will snipe him on FFCC final round. I was like, and then managed to get him. It's like the only time I hadn't been had the player I wanted in my queue pinched. Um, but I think he's, uh, I think he's going to be, he's a nice candidate to have at the end of your bench. Oh, 100%. Practically next yeah. to Trey Sermon in ADP. Oh, there you go. Now that's an I've got one final question. Go on, I've got one final question before I leave you. I'm on the clock. Range bowl. What round? And um, what what round am I in? We're in round nine now. Okay. Oh, um, shortlist. I think I think the shortlist. I think the shortlist is. I can have either running back or wide receiver. I need one of them. Uh, got Sutton, Cooks, Elijah Mitchell, or AJ Dillon. Sutton, Cooks, Elijah Mitchell, Cooks, or AJ Mitchell. Dillon. Who are your tight end options? Tight end. Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, well, tight end. I, I opened with uh, Travis Kelsey, one point seven. Um, and, I, and I haven't been back out there well, yet. Well, you've got to start oh, two. I know, I know, I know. You can start seven. I know. It's getting pretty thin out there, actually. Njoku, <laughs> Higby, Hunter Henry, uh, Hooper. I mean, I've, I've left it. Have you missed Kamet? So, yeah. No, he's still, he's that. gone, he's gone. Oh, long wow. Gone, Wait, long what gone. round are you in? Yeah, I know. Shut up. I've got Kamet at the 10-1. No, he, oh, no, he went 7-2 7-2 in us wow um, God, I've, yeah, been, so I've been they... driving his ADP up I, I'm probably single-handedly responsible for at least one round increase on, on Golgamat uh, I reckon I reckon uh, I, I come around on the swing in a couple more turns all right. so, uh, so yeah, probably... I want to I add one more into the into the into the run to the bit um, it, sound, it, sounds like Cooks. it sounds like Cooks for me um, he's pretty solid right isn't he I, I, yeah, I, see, I was going upside I was going to call him Sutton I mean, it makes it so consistent. Yeah. Yeah. We on by the way. I mean, my other two wide receivers are Jefferson and DJ Moore. If it makes you feel so. any better, uh, Brandon Cooks went at the eleven nine in our division. Eleven nine. Yeah, he went eleven. I missed him. I missed him at one. Gabe, da- I took Gabe Davis and Hunter Renfro at the eleven ten and the twelve one. That's a weird draft, oh, I love you, it. right? We draft very similar, and I have no Gabe Davis or Hunter Renfro almost anywhere. I, I like Gabe Davis, but especially the eleventh round. You Again, are I'm shooting up. diversifying your portfolio in that draft. Aren't yeah. You? Well, so yeah. this is my team in that. I took. I this is how weird it is. I took Cup at the one ten. Right. Yeah. Um, Kyle Pitts at the two one. Yeah. Then I went back to back QB. I went uh, Prescott and Lance. I got Fournette at the five ten. <laughs> so and, and, and then Zeke and then Zeke at the six one. Then I got Higgins at the seven ten, Pat Free and Move at the eight one. I got Jameis at the nine ten because I realised both my kids are the same today. Don't mind about that. Um, I don't. I don't need him till week nine, so you can. I got Cole come out of the ten one, which is just stealing. Yeah, and then Davis and Renfro. Back to your question because it's about your team, not mine. Yeah, I think. I think. I think you could either go Mitchell, or I mean, you could shoot Sutton for the upside or Cooks. I, I personally, think oh, no, I yeah. personally like Cooks. Comet um, come off our ball at five two. Oh wow! I am really? st- I'm stealing yeah. a knife at ten one. 
Ten I, 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 I mean, the last round, I went, I went for TJ Watt. I mean, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. Oh my god, you went IDP. Wow. I, I, uh, I didn't. I mean, <laughs> a clue. Yeah, a few them started coming off, and I was like, yeah, but you've only got to start no. one IDP player. I know. There's more than one of them to pick. That's what I mean. Fuck yeah. You right. get a bit of difference, anyway. but us, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I. I just think I think Cooks is going to have a sneaky good year. You know, I think Cooks is a top eighteen wide receiver, um, and I think he has some good weeks. I still don't think there's really competition for targets for him. I really like Davis Mills. I think it's a good partnership. Court and Sutton. I see what you say about the upside. Um, could definitely happen. Um, you gamble in there because Sutton has wide receiver one outcomes in his range, mm-hmm. whereas Cooks yeah. doesn't. But he also has wide receiver three, wide receiver four outcomes. But it right. is best ball, so you can shoot. So I wouldn't hate the Sutton pick. Mitchell. He's the last one of the proper, before proper dead zone. He is the last well, one. Well, and then, really. so that might force your hand because if there's such I mean, a. You've got to look at the tier. You're talking Walker, Harris, Sanders, Pollard. <sighs> Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah, it's a big, it's the teardrop. Well, it's in my teardrop, in my mind. Well, then, yeah. So I think you've answered your own yeah. question there because I think you've yeah. got to look at well, your I drafted Mi- Elijah Mitchell has been added. Yeah. Thank you, lads. Cheers. So didn't pick either of the ones we said. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but thanks a lot, um, and uh, and great great to chat, lads. And um, awesome Dan, job, give me mate. I know I know I know, um, I, know I, I know Murph uh, pretty well, but give me give me a uh, give me one of your my guys for the season. Maybe not the most obvious, but uh, someone that you're pinning your colours to for the uh, upcoming one. They're going to be almost identical to Murph. To be honest, I think me and him have so much in common. Yeah, um, <laughs> we are so similar. <laughs> <laughs> the two I think we disagree on, and we're talking later round guys here rather than early. Um, DJ Sharp. Is going to be the wide receiver one in Detroit. Yeah. And Gerald Everett, Steve Rains Bowl, you need tight ends. Go oh, find no. Gerald Everett. <laughs> I'm with you on, I don't know what you're saying. I'm, I'm not, I'm with you on Gerald Everett. I like him. I wrote a okay. really positive article about Gerald Everett. You did? Yeah. Yeah, I wrote, wrote some really glowing pieces that I thought he was a very nice late round guy. Okay. I'm not having that. Anything. DJ Chark, no, yeah, DJ, and I like DJ Chark. I just don't, yeah, I don't think he's the one, but I, yeah, um, yeah, it, Dan, Dan, very similar to me. Um, it's quite we funny. We, we have chats, and it's uh, I've, we both decided that we're each other's GMs in emergency situations. If I uh, end up incapacitated, Dan gets all of my teams now because uh, yeah. he just will run them exactly how I how I want them to be. Wow, we would have very Engel little trouble took... being a co commissioner, a co no. GM, because co-GM. we would just pick the same people. Which makes for a what? pretty bad show. But. Someone just took Kadarius <laughs> Tony at the 13-8 in the Steve Rains bar. Nice. Um, wide receiver still on the board. Garrett Wilson, Jameson, Williams, Chase, Claypool, uh, Christian Watson, Sky Moore, Tyler Lockett is still there, Christian Kirk, Michael Gallup, Robert Woods, Russell Gage, Tyler Boyd. Kirk, someone I think is going to have a sneaky good year this year yeah. for where his yeah, age is. I don't know why you're selecting Tony over all of those players. Yeah, that's a lot of. He's, 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 a, he's a sexy pick, though, isn't he? At the moment, no, so. he's not. Kurt, Kurt got injured today. No, but as in, he's he's a talk. He's you know, everyone's talking about him, isn't it? You know, he, he flashed some brilliance last yeah. season. But Kurt, Kurt got injured today in training, but I, I don't oh. think it was anything too bad. Oh, really? But he's uh, he took cool. a knock. You you'd be pleased to know. Um, I might take your guy. Uh, I might take your guy, uh, Dan. In the Rainsbow, maybe. 
Yeah. Depends if Paddy's watching. If Paddy's watching, he's probably going to take him. Exactly. Yeah, there's a few. <laughs> um, All right, guys. Yeah. But no, Wardy, tell everyone where they can interact with you and, and talk ball. Because yeah, it's, I mean, it's been uh, a pleasure I'm, having I'm, you on. I'm so glad you were able to join us. Not at all. I mean, I'd just say huge thanks to Murph. Um, you know, you do a lot in the fantasy space um, in the UK, but uh, always on hand to answer a question. And if you're not a Patreon member, you're absolutely missing out. Um, so uh, I would highly recommend um, joining on that. But no, I'm on I'm on uh, Twitter at Wardy145. Um, I don't put a lot out there. Um, I'm more of a uh, more of one to, uh, to 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 read on things. But um, definitely, if someone if someone reached out to me, then I'll uh, certainly interact. Um, absolutely love fancy um, and can't wait for the season to start. So um, good luck and thanks for all the good work that you guys put out there. It's um, it's it's brilliant. Oh, well, we appreciate your support, mate. People like you make it possible for sure. us to, to be here and do this. So we really appreciate it. Um, just before we sign off, I just want to, um, I just literally got some news in the last few minutes, um, sort of personal news. It was fantasy player related so um in warrior bowl 2020 i played with um a bunch of really good guys and actually we still have our warrior bowl 2020 finals chat um and there's a guy he's in um he's in uh scott fishbowl he's in a load of things his name is uh jeff tyndall he's um yeah uh, he's he's called tim man um and he's just shared a post in our warrior bowl chat that um he um had a heart attack uh, yesterday and if had he not gone to hospital during the heart attack, um, he would have died. He's okay in the sense of he's in the right place. He's getting treatment. He's just sent an update. His right coronary artery is 95% uh, blocked. Um, so he's in hospital, he's getting treatment, but he, you know, very nearly lost his life yesterday. And wow. um, he's someone I got to know really well mm-hmm. during that Scott, um, warrior bowl run in the finals. He's someone who I speak to, fairly regularly um so i just want to send my best wishes the best wishes of everyone the five-year family to to jeff um if you if you do follow the tim man um he's put it on facebook as a facebook post so i'm assuming he's making it somewhat public but maybe not truly public um but i just want to give a shout out of well wishes to him and his family and i hope he makes a full recovery and uh tim man love you buddy um get yourself up off the mat and uh get yourself uh, healthy and well for, for fantasy season. And I'm glad that you're getting the help and the support that you need. Um, so love you big man and, uh, and, and get better soon. So uh, literally just got that in my Twitter inbox. So I just wanted to uh, just drop a message of support to him. Awesome. And that's that, Murph, news. You are big bad hospital tomorrow as well. So our best to you as well. Yeah. For that, mate. And I hope you're yeah, on the road to yeah so, thank you. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a minor same, thing but... in comparison to a yeah. you know, it's a minor yeah. thing in comparison to a heart attack. So uh, it's just a scan for for clots, and hopefully I I have no nice. clots tomorrow, and uh, we go on. And if I have clots, then we'll see what happens. But yeah, fingers crossed. Have a good day tomorrow, and uh, and then I can come back with just recovering and uh, and come back stronger. But I, I feel mentally better every day. Physically, there's still a, lot, a long way to go, but mentally. Um, I feel so much better than I did last week. So Good. that's uh, always Good. positive. And yeah, well, health is uh, health is real. And um, I guess the message of this to end it on is just to hug your loved ones uh, tonight. Um, you mentioned, Wardy, your mum's not well. And I wish you and your family um, all thoughts and hope that she's uh, recovering. And I hope uh, if you've got loved ones who are under the weather, or even if you don't have loved ones under the weather, just drop your loved ones a message. You never know what they're going through uh, and when something might happen. You know, with my leg, it was completely, it's just my leg, right? It's not 
life threatening. Yeah. I'm not yeah. in any life threatening danger, but for the last four weeks, I've been in and out of hospital and uh, haven't been able to really live any sort of life um, and not seen a lot of people. Um, Tim Mann, you know, has a heart attack uh, going at a football game. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just life's yeah. precious and short. Hug your loved ones and uh, tell them you love them because you never know. And uh, take that opportunity now. Don't wait until it's too late. And I know it's a bit of a weird and somber message to finish this one on, but uh, given everything that's happened over the last few weeks and everything that people are going through, uh, it's an important message to, to carry through. I'd rather people do it now before it's too late. Awesome. Cheers, Murph. Well, well, awesome. Saturday, Murph. Thanks, Dan. Wrap Cheers, it up, Dan. Thanks for joining us, Alex. No um, worries. Take care. You haven't looked Thanks, at me. any ADP steals <laughs> by round. We'll get to that one day. Um, I've really enjoyed that. Alex joining us. Stacey, for your questions. Uh, anyone else listening in, it's been great fun. We will see you next week. Buy the playbook. It's available on Amazon. Uh, and Murph, shut us down and away we go. Yeah, so thanks. Wardy was great. I, I love that show because we, we didn't know what was coming. And I think we no. learned a lot and got some process out there. And I thought it was it was a really good pod. So I hope people enjoyed it. We'll do another of these open mics. We'll probably plan it a bit more in advance. And just if people want to come on, we'll try and schedule some stuff and, and get you on. But Wardy never been on before. Um, had such a great time. So I'm glad you got to do it. And I'm glad you got to spend as much time as you did. But we'll do it again. And um, yeah. until next week, Rush Nation. Hug those loved ones, uh, enjoy your drafts, and don't forget, as always, keep rushing. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 